It's Free Forum Friday here on Unscripted with Mike and Chris, and we start with some news from the NFL in regard to broadcasters. As we welcome you to this 333rd episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris, we'll get to Free Forum Friday. Chris is just looking right now on our Twitter page at twitter.com slash unscriptedmc uh, for anything that interests him, moves him, entices him, whatever. He produces it. We uh, talk about it a little bit. And then we move on. It's a great way to end the week. And we'll start before we get into that, though. Since the end of the season, in that NFL season, in that unbelievable AFC championship game in regard to Tony Romo from the booth calling plays, basically, it was unbelievable how many plays he called in that last New England Patriots drive to the winning touchdown. And he knew exactly what they were doing. But uh, the highest paid, currently the highest paid NFL analyst is Fox's Troy Aikman at $7.5 million a year. Romo wants $10 million a year to be the analyst on the NFL for CBS. So we'll see what happens there. And before we get to Chris, um, I do want to send congratulations out to Dana White, the president of the UFC, who over the weekend uh, signed a seven-year contract extension to continue to be the president of the UFC. So that's exciting news for the UFC, exciting news for UFC fans, and exciting news for a guy that played blackjack with Dana White many years ago for 30 minutes at the Palms in Las Vegas. And and uh, very excited to see that. And I think that's very good moving forward for the UFC. So having said all that, you know what we do on Freeform Friday. And so we will get at it. And I will hand the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Flew. Thanks, Mike. I'd also like to give a shout out to Chris Fluke, who did a great job last week predicting that Vontez Perfect would sign with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. And there he is. What do you know? Anyway. That was good. All right. Let's get started with our Twitter feed here at Unscripted MC. So our first tweet of the week is from our favorite, someone's an idiot at someone's an idiot. Guy tried to steal an ATM and take it home on a bus, and uh, we've even got the video of it, and I'm not even joking. A guy stole an ATM and tried to get it onto a bus, and the bus wouldn't let him on. He decided... <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> they give crooks a bad name when they do stuff like <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Um, you've got to have some more forward thinking when you're trying to rip off an ATM and then take it onto a city transit bus. Um, that's gutsy or stupid. I don't know which one, but uh, for the fun of what is to be... Freeform Friday, we'll just uh, we'll just laugh at him yep. a little bit. All right, so I don't know if you heard about this uh, Notre Dame punter, Tyler Newsom, who's a gym rat, and he did 30 bench press reps at the Combine here. And so for the win at For the Win, just some of the NFL players, Notre Dame punter, Tyler Newsom, outbenched at his pro day. Khalil Mack, Luke Keekley, Jadevian Clowney, Rob Gronkowski, a punter outbenched all of those guys. Uh, thoughts on that? Well, Jesus must have helped him. Jesus must, yeah, no, touchdown. Jesus certainly helped him. Um, I, I wonder. I'd like to know what his punting average is because if you can bench press like that, I bet the ball flies out of Notre Dame Stadium. Um, I know that to play every position in the National Football League, you've got to be uh, of superior athletic talent and and uh, obviously a workout fiend, but. I'd never heard of a punter that can power lift like that. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, two, 225 times 225, 30. 30 times? Oh, my God. And those guys that he's outlifting, they're pretty noticeable names in National mm -hmm. Football League history. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if this young man ends up on a roster next year. If they need an extra down lineman or something, they could probably plug this guy in. Mm -hmm. I think I've got a lot of onion stories this week, so let's get started. Okay, GBP Daily at GBP Daily. So I just got to ask, is Marquette a joke? Yes, they are. I'm very disappointed. Steve Wojciechowski, former number one assistant at Duke for Mike Krzyzewski. Um, you know that they came out with this Sports Illustrated story, I believe it was like a year or two, year or two ago, about the amount of money spent on college athletics. And you know what university send, spends the most on their basketball program? Marquette University in what? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They outspend Duke, they outspend what? North Carolina, and they can't do dick. Marquette spends more money on their 15 scholarship players than any Division 1A team in major college basketball, and Marquette has not won a national championship since 1977. So what's going on in Milwaukee? Uh, I can't believe that. Marquette spends more than Duke. Mm -hmm. Marquette University, the Golden Eagles, will always be the Warriors to me. They spend the most money on their players than any Division One A men's college basketball program in the country, and it's they're not getting good bang for their buck, folks. Let me tell you, they play in a brand new arena now in Milwaukee. They play in the same arena the Bucks do. Unbelievable facilities on the Marquette campus, the Al McGuire Center, which is the practice facility and the home court for the women's basketball team in Marquette. Unbelievable facilities, and yet Marquette really hasn't been prevalent in forty-three. Excuse me, forty, whatever it is, forty-two oh, wow. years. Yeah, that's that's shocking to me. Okay. All right. Uh, staying with the college basketball, since it is March Madness, Veronica at Veronica Rates says, if you're truly upset about Tom Izzo yelling at a player, number one, you've never played any sort of competitive sport in, in your entire life, and number two, you're soft. Absolutely. Tom Izzo is a Hall of Famer. He's won a national championship. He's been to, I believe, four or five Final Fours. His team uh, has been the most successful in the whole period of Michigan State basketball since he's been the head coach there in East Lansing, Michigan. Because the kid got yelled at, <laughs> that's the Tom Izzo way. And that statement is exactly right. If you can't handle it, you're soft and go find another school to play at. At Michigan State, you're expected to you know, perform to certain, I mean, the history and the rich history of Michigan State basketball. Um, they've won national championships. They continue to win Big Ten championships, Big Ten uh, tournament championships. They are, they are the crown jewel in men's basketball in the Big Ten conference. And if you can't handle it, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, and let's just hear from the guy who got yelled at himself here. So Jonathan... Deutsch at Jonathan D underscore TV has a tweet here. Aaron Henry at Henny2x reiterates he doesn't mind how Tom Izzo got after him in last night's game. Quote, I know what I signed up for. My family did too. I'm all for it. Absolutely. So, you know what? Uh, in the words of who was it? I think it was Scott Van Pelt the other day said, stop being offended by things that don't concern you. Absolutely. And uh, when everyone here, Tom Ozzo and Aaron Henry and everyone else is just fine with it. So if you don't like it, then maybe you should shut the fuck up. Yep, I agree. Okay. All right. Uh, the Onion at the Onion again. And man, there's a lot of March Madness stories here, but I guess that's the time of year it is. You betcha. Okay. And I love, you know, my favorite Onion stories are when they're not only funny headlines, but they're also making a really good point and sometimes it's fairly subtle maybe this one is maybe this one isn't but zion williamson in panic after realizing game falls on same night as theater club production <laughs> 
I didn't know that uh, Zion Williamson had aspirations of being an actor. Um, I think he'll be the number one draft pick next year. I think he is the creme de la creme of college players coming out this year. Um, being in New York and trying to resurrect the Knicks along with Kevin Garnett and Kyrie Irving will be a full-time job, but uh, I'd be interested to see, and I'm anxious to watch number one play for pay next year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's see, who is this person? Lady Cat Golf at Lady underscore K-A-T underscore golf. She says, well, actually, I think she's just laughing at, she's saying I'm dying, LOL. I think she's just laughing at this. I'm not sure where she got this other sentence from, but someone posted something somewhere, and it just says, McDonald's called out order 867, and I yelled 5309, and nobody laughed, and I felt old and ate my burger in the playground area. <laughs> That's that song, isn't it? Yeah. 867 eight, yeah, yeah. Tommy Two-Tone. Tommy Two-Tone. There we go. There go. Hey, the mind isn't totally gone. I remembered yeah. it. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so I need to start watching Suits again. You've still never watched Suits, probably, but do you ever do you ever watch binge watch shows? Do you ever just kind of say, I'm going to watch a whole series no. or something? And just, anyway. That's... I don't have the attention span for that. Oh, no? Okay. I just enjoyed doing that. So I love Suits, and Suits is on the second last season right now. But, uh, you know, the main character is Harvey Specter. So Harvey Specter at Specter underscore quotes. And this is just a great quote from him from the show. Ever loved someone so much you would do anything for them? Yeah, well, make that someone yourself and do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) I'd love to take his advice and just uh, call you and say, come on down, we're going. Um, I don't watch the show, but uh, I've heard you talk about it a lot. So maybe I should start tuning in. I don't know. Yeah. All right, ESPN at ESPN. Uh, on Christmas Eve 2011, Lou Williams was approached by a gunman. He was able to talk the man out of robbing him and then treated him to a meal. Lou Williams has become the best six, one of the best six men in the NBA. Um, I believe he's leading the bench reserves in scoring this year in the NBA for the LA Clippers. He's a guy that has found his niche. He's a guy that comes in with instant offense, instant energy, and has really been a great contributor at every NBA stop and and people forget he had a couple of great years in Toronto, uh, did some good things for the Raptors, played for the Lakers during their this now sixth years of hell and now he's contributing across the hallway for the L.A. Lakers. This guy is a player, folks, and uh, uh, I wish uh, I wish he was on the Milwaukee Bucks uh, because I think he could make a difference as the Bucks make a hopefully a deep playoff push in the upcoming NBA playoffs. All right, so I got a few Onion headlines in a row here. You can talk about them, you can just laugh, we can move on, whatever you want, but I'll hit you with each one of them. Uh, Study, 90% of workplace injuries caused by bare-knuckle boxing. (laughs) There's a lot of of people pissed off at each other in the workforce if they're beating the hell out of each other with bare-knuckle boxing. I didn't know that. I have to be aware, but then I'd probably have to get a job first, so let's, uh, let's tackle number B and then worry about number A. So... And and here we, we they continue making fun of Iowa and I don't know why mm-hmm. where this comes from but so the headline is just Iowa Fashion Week begins so I'm just are they, what, in, are they in overalls uh, uh like I'm just I haven't even read the story but I'm okay so here's a this week is a chance to show off the hottest new Iowa looks from long johns to windbreakers to hooded sweatshirts. <laughs> What's on display over the next few days will be seen all over the trendiest streets and likes of Davenport, Sioux City, and Algona. This is the cutting edge of Iowa style. God, this is someone just hates. Someone Iowa. doesn't like Iowa. That's oh, for damn sure. The big doesn't like. No, someone doesn't like Iowa. <laughs> Iowa is full of very good people, folks. They really are. 
Um, it's just, to me, it's kind of stuck in the 1960s. Let's just leave it at that. We're not talking about Woodstock, New York or anything like that, but there just seems to be some good, wholesome people, hardworking, mostly farmers, and uh, they don't have a lot of style with their clothes and what, what they drive, but they're good, hardworking people. They're good family people. And uh, yeah, they they take a lot of noise from people, but uh, you could do a lot worse, I think, than living in the state of Iowa. Holy moly. They, and, and that's a long article. Like, they, they, it goes on and on and on. Someone just really, really, they must be from a neighboring state or something. Yeah. Uh, they, by the way, the last thing I'll say, they said that the uh, trends of the season in Iowa will be loose, roomy, and comfortable. So that's what's going on. I.E. overalls. Uh, that's all that's yeah. going on in Iowa fashion. Mm-hmm. All right. Report. States quietly raising speed limits near failing schools. <laughs> Speed limits suck anyway. (laughs) Get out of town fast. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay. Uh, Samuel Adams apologizes for Boston sucks Pilsner. I I I didn't know about that. Uh, um, did, did you ever see the uh did you ever see uh Chappelle's show at all with Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle, yeah. Did you ever see yeah. uh, uh Sam Jackson beer? You ever seen no. So so they have so they're it's it's like a fake beer commercial, and so these guys are sitting around, uh, you know what, I'll have a beer. I'll have a Sam Adams. I'll have a Sam Adams too, which I think is based on a real beer commercial, but then yeah. you see Dave Chappelle, but then actually no, someone else says I'll have a Sam Jackson. Actually, that sounds good. I'll have a Sam Jackson too. And then Dave Chappelle pops up as Samuel L. Jackson, but with like the white wig on. So he's like a cross between Samuel L. Jackson and Samuel Adams. And he's like, you know, (laughs) what are you doing here? Like, I'm Sam Jackson. This is how I talk. Haven't you seen my movies? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'll have a Sam Jackson, too. <laughs> anyway. So they got in trouble for making a new beer? No, it's just is, totally I fake. I just got it. It's okay. totally, totally yeah, fake. All right. Anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, campus tour guides are reminded to use official name for Ray Paul. <laughs> what is that, in an SEC school? Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, you know, the, it's the Ray Paul. And like, you know, hey, just when you give him the tour, give it the real name, not what we all call it here, you know. <laughs> Uh, actually, now this one is now. Once in a while, when the Onion does a headline, it's actually like most of their headlines are fake, but then they do the odd like real headline that they'll just have funny reactions oh, to, okay. sort of thing. So this is one of the real ones. Woodstock '50 announces lineup, and then I was just like, oh wait, Woodstock was 1969, 50 they, years ago. Yeah, and they did do the 25 and 94, which I don't think was a big deal. And now, but now Woodstock '50, I could see them doing a big thing. Although it's funny. So what they do then is they take. They take a fictional person on the street who's just has a stupid, ignorant comment about it. So their person on the street was a was named Henry Williams, who's a windowsill botanist, and uh, his quote was uh, in in response to Woodstock '50 announces lineup, whatever it takes to finally bring our boys home from Vietnam. <laughs> So. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, do they do they have a lineup there for uh, Woodstock Fifty? I don't know, oh, but it'd uh, be interesting to see who's going to play there at Woodstock Fifty. They have so the thing is they have so many festivals. They have like Coachella and right. Burning Man and all those things, which is just just sounds like hell on earth to me. Like you're just going to go there and everyone's just going to be you know a bunch of skinny hippies and everyone's going to stink and no one's going to shower for days or where do you go to the bathroom i don't know it just sounds like hell hell on earth to me or where well, are you going to get a good night's sleep right. like you and i wouldn't do well there no but and but and i would have said these things when i was 25 too it's just not me at no. all i would have found a hotel close by this actually sounds like a good idea i guess it's not this simple but sort a wholesaler lets customers cut their own length of mattress that just <laughs> that actually makes sense to me it does make and, sense to me and i'm like 
I'm I'm five eight at most, and I find like I take up the length of most beds. Like, what do you, what are the, what does that seven foot six guy yeah, do? Yeah, like, what does he do? What, but even like lots of people are six two. Aren't yeah. they kind of too tall for most beds? Like, I would think so because I don't know. I'm five nine all day long, and and uh, yeah, I uh, I've got a queen size at home, and sometimes uh, I find myself even touching the the baseboard. Then it surprises me. If you're paying for it anyway, pay it for it in regard to what makes you comfortable. Yeah. All right. Uh, the takeout at the takeout. This is a real story. Uh, world's worst employee admits to spiking coworkers' drinks with LSD. Oh. And oh. so he's going to jail, it sounds like. Yep. And, and it's funny. So the reason he did it, he was... Okay. The 19-year-old man, no surprise, yeah. uh, was arrested the same day and admitted he had covertly put drugs in their drinks because, quote... They were too uptight, and they needed to have better energy. Oh, my God. This guy, doesn't he know what LSD does to you? Uh, well, it um, relaxes him, it, Well, apparently. it relaxes for sure, but it can also do a lot of other mind-altering things. So that's a little scary, and uh, it's probably good he's going away a while to think about uh, what he's just done. Yeah. Mike Garofalo at Mike Garofalo. NFL announces Packers at Bears will be the Thursday night opener for the 100th NFL season. This had been rumored for a while. And the Patriots as Super Bowl champions, instead of getting Thursday, they will host the Sunday night football uh, season opener. Your thoughts on all that? Um, Packers, Bears, because of the 100-year uh, thing, um, I, think, uh, I, I think that's going to be a tough and a very tall order for the first game under new Packers coach, Matt LaFleur. The name that I've heard for the Sunday night game, coincidentally enough, the Cleveland Browns is the name I heard today. Ooh, that's actually a good idea. And the reason being is because they've revamped everything, and, and obviously with with Baker Mayfield and the new receivers and Odell everything Beckham. else. Everybody's excited to see them. Yeah, that would be good. That was the name that I heard today was is potentially being tossed around as the opponent because Cleveland was supposed to visit New England this year. So uh, the name bandied about that I heard on Tuesday morning was the Cleveland Browns open their season Sunday night against the New England Patriots. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, for the win at For the Win, Eminem wants fighting to be allowed in the AAF. Johnny Manziel responds with, I got you, whatever that means. <laughs> fighting in the AAF. What do you think? Um, you know, I have not. And I know Manziel made his or, or played this weekend. I, I did see some a highlight package, and, and uh, he made more plays with his feet than with his arm. But um, if I'm Eminem and I'm going into battle, the first person I wouldn't call is Johnny Manziel. I would call one of my <laughs> linemen or I'd call somebody that has, uh, you know. I, I Again, I'm not a Manziel fan. I don't know how he keeps finding jobs. Uh, but uh, I... I I did actually hear about that, and uh, I don't think we need to have people like Eminem stirring things up. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, The Onion, uh, retiring Rob Gronkowski admits he'll miss teammates' blurry faces, fans spinning perpetually in the stands. Yeah, it, after he's had a few after-game pops. Mm -hmm. um, I really, I don't know why, and, and I just, it, everything sounds like his retirement is, is permanent, but something in the back of my mind says, you know, come halfway midseason, he's going to get an itch. And as I said in episode oh, 330 or 331, previously produced shows this week, I believe Tom Brady gives him a call midseason and says, come help me out, I need your help. And I think that we might see, might see Gronkowski again someday. But he'd only come back for the New England Patriots. He would not come back for anybody else. 
Oh yeah, he uh, he wouldn't at all. That's not even close to happening. Uh, okay, the great uh, Mary Kay Cabot at Mary Kay Cabot. Browns are on track to wear new uniforms in 2020. Quote, I think we got it right this time, said owner D. Haslam to beat writers. I hope so, because uh, those uniforms look terrible. And when they look, they, I saw a combination when they were all brown last year, they looked like a bunch of turds out there. And then when they go with the orange, they look like a bunch of pumpkins. Um, they need to upgrade their uniforms. As much as they've upgraded their talent and their coaching staff and their front office staff, they need to take it one step further because those uniforms are hideous and... Keep the helmets. That's a tradition. I get that. They've been there forever and ever. Amen. But the physical uniform itself, in my opinion, in Cleveland, has got to be upgraded to show what they've done in regard to upgrading everything about the Cleveland Browns organization. All right. The takeout. uh, Again, what's the best beer to cook with? Best beer to cook with? Well, you know, you don't want to waste the good stuff. So... Uh, I used to barbecue bratwurst, which is a big thing in Wisconsin, and you you soak it in f- ferment, if you will, in beer. And the beer that my mother and grandmother always used was either Pabst Blue Ribbon or Schlitz. So those are the <laughs> two that I wouldn't drink from the can, but I'd certainly let my my uh, uh, dead pork ferment in it for damn sure. Or if you're making chili or something, you just throw throw a filler. Ah, oh, let's finish off the Schlitz and sure. just throw it in. Absolutely, the, in, I wouldn't the waste chili. the good stuff. Bud Light Platinum would never get wasted yeah. on chili or bratwurst, sure. but Paps and Schlitz, absolutely. Or you're like battering some uh, beer battered fish <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Jeff Teravinen at Jeff Teravinen. No surprise. Poacher is devoured by a pride of lions after sneaking onto wildlife reserve. Where have I heard that name, uh, Jeff? Where have I heard that? I don't know who this is. I don't know. I I don't know. That name seems familiar to me for some reason. He's Uh, an actor, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I I guess that's where I probably saw his work, but uh, I I just knew that name from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know anything else in regard to that. All right. Uh, Well, that's okay. Uh, Adam Schefter at Adam Schefter. Patriots owner Robert Kraft pleads not guilty. Asks for a jury trial. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised by this. Wow. It looked like that they were proposing that, uh, you know, he could basically get out of this with a slap on the wrist, but he wants to go to a full-fledged trial and, and uh, prove his innocence. Uh, it's going to be difficult, folks. I mean, here's a multi, 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 multi-millionaire, maybe a billionaire, who knows, who's won. And I remember you saying this last week. He's got uh, uh, six rings and a... What was it? Six <laughs> seven, rings? No, seven rings. Yeah, seven six, rings. Six prostitute yeah. or six Super Bowl one prostitution. Yeah, one yeah. prostitution <laughs> ring. It'll be interesting to see. Now he's taking it to the the court of public appeal, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of snickering. I just don't understand why a guy with the availability of things that Robert Kraft has, why he has to go to a rub and tug in Jupiter, Florida. I mean, you'd think that he'd have a friend in every city he was in. Oh boy, that's pretty funny. Uh, the U.S. Army now just chasing single remaining ISIS soldier around ruins of Syrian village. <laughs> oh my God! Let's get all our troops home from the Middle East. Uh, yeah. Why are we? St- why are you guys still? At, why, well, we're probably there too. Why are we still in Afghanistan? What the heck are we doing? Well, there? Canada's probably there because the United States is still there, and oh, Canada yeah. is United States' number one ally. So, um, I don't know why we're still there. You're never going to correct some of the archaic beliefs and ideology of the Middle Eastern people. I know that because I've lived with one for 26 years. So 
Um, I think it's time. We've done basically everything that we can over in the Middle East. I've been there. Um, it's time to get all military personnel out of the Middle East. Yep. And oh, geez, more Iowa stuff. Geez, click hole now. Progress. They're saying progress. Iowa has officially replaced Columbus Day with Columbus Hour. Why are they just so harsh? I have Iowa? no idea. I, I never knew that there was this much <laughs> angst toward the state of Iowa. I mean, we've made fun of them. You know, we've called them a lot of names, idiots out wandering around and whatever have you. But I don't know where this general displeasure of Iowans have come from. But again, I was born in a city about 30 miles uh, north and east of the Iowa-Wisconsin border. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to laugh about in regard to Iowa, but uh, there's also some very good things that have come out of the state of Iowa for sure. All right. Oh, that's about uh, all I've got there. Anything else that you uh, had in your notes that you wanted to talk about this well, week, or did I, we kind of get to it we all? We got to a lot, uh, but I did want to make mention uh, in the National Hockey League, uh, the Los Angeles Kings were in Calgary on uh, Monday night. And uh, this is why the LA King, excuse me, the Calgary Flames will have trouble making a full deep playoff run. The Los Angeles Kings come into this game last night with the worst overall record in the Western Conference. I think Ottawa has the worst record in the National Hockey League, but in the Western Conference, the holder of the worst uh, season record points wise is the Los Angeles Kings. By and far. they came in last night and shut out. The 101 point and first place overall in the West, Calgary Flames, three to nothing. And when you can't, and it wasn't even Jonathan Quick in the net last night, it was their backup. And he shut them out three nothing, and uh, the Flames look silly. But what I was getting at is that one of the guys that has become kind of a poster child here on Unscripted is Flames forward Matthew Kachuk. And Kings defenseman Drew Doughty said that he has no respect for the Flames' young forward and that a lot of players around the league feel the same way. He also went on in that same interview saying that Flames' captain and defenseman Mark Giordano should win the Norris. That's for the league's best defenseman. And uh, Doughty should know because Doughty, I believe, I know he won the, the Norris, but I believe it was in 2014. But it just seems to kind of concrete there that we aren't the only ones that think that Matthew Kachuk is a bit of a pest in the league and that he has no respect, meaning Dowdy, for Matthew Kachuk and that a lot of players around the league feel the same way. Um, Kachuk responded on Tuesday morning saying, it doesn't matter to me, none. I'll still sleep like a baby. Um, there is a league-wide, seemingly a league-wide dislike of this young Flames forward for damn sure. Yeah, and it's, look, I, everyone's going to write me off because I don't like the Flames and I'm an Oilers fan, but I'm telling you, and this guy is 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 a problem and it, it's different. It's not like, there's lots of pests. There's been lots of pests. Sure there are. Yep. Right? And, you know, you, you get annoyed by them. Some people hate them and some fans hate them, but some people respect them and they can contribute in other ways. Like even Brad Marchand can at least score a bunch of points, if nothing else. And uh, and at least you know can actually uh, survive in the playoffs. Whereas, oh geez, well, and there'd be tons of other ones too. Asatikinen and whoever else. Tons of guys can be an agitator, but can still play hard. Can hit. Can fight. Can score. And Matthew Kachuk, he I guess maybe he can score a bit, but I mean that's it. I mean I just I remember him turtling against the Oilers, like going around trying to lip off and cheap shot everybody. And then as soon as someone looked at him, he's 
literally on the ground in the fetal position. Like I'm not exactly like literally on the ground in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was a joke. It was it was completely ridiculous, right? I mean, if you're some tiny little scorer and you know some huge guy goes after you for no reason, like you know maybe. But even then, we sh- we just shouldn't see that. And this guy's gonna get eaten alive in the playoffs, like. He is just, it's not going to work. Like when every little thing that somebody does back to him doesn't get called a penalty, you know, some sort of of chintzy bullshit that gives uh, the Flames power plays, it's going to go bad. Like this guy's going to get hurt because he is just, he, I think he's looked at as an outsider in the league. Like he is not just like, oh, he's kind of cheap or he's kind of annoying. Like, no, like this guy is a little kid who doesn't, uh, doesn't belong in the league and he's not mature enough. And he's not enough of a man, frankly, to be in the league. And I think he's going to be taken out in uh, in no uncertain terms at some point when someone gets really sick of him, especially in the playoffs. And between him and just how tiny Johnny Gaudreau is and how shaky the goaltending is, there is nothing about this Flames team that says playoff contender to me at all. And I hope they play someone good sooner rather than later. I hope they do get Vegas or somebody like that in the first round or the Jets and they just get mowed down. And I would love nothing more than to see that. So uh, I know I don't like to just pick what I would like to see happen. But I mean, for the reasons I just said, I think it actually will happen. And Matthew Kachuk is really just going to be disregarded in this league and nobody likes having him around. And he may think that that's not a problem, but eventually in his career, it will be. We got to get out of here, but real quick, um, to your point on one of our previous episodes, you had mentioned uh, your uh, affection for the young general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, Mm -hmm. and uh, I hope this lasts. I really do, but it's still at this point hard to believe that the Arizona Coyotes are holding on to the second and last playoff position in the West. I hope that continues, and also the Washington Capitals were at the White House with President Trump on Monday celebrating their 2018 Stanley Cup Championship, and I have one question for you, and that question is this. Was Ovi drunk? I don't know. Can marijuana get you drunk? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just seems every celebration, as we've mentioned many times on this program, that Ovechkin was pretty much drunk from the end of June till the start of this season, having a good time. I'm not saying he was doing anything wrong. It just, it was fun watching Ovechkin have fun. But I wondered yesterday if he had fun at the White House. Uh, yeah. uh, it'd be interesting <laughs> to know. Uh, at least, at least because the shutdown was over, they didn't get served fast food. They got a real meal this time, unlike the Clemson Tigers who went during the member the government shutdown. I remember, but hey, I mean, to be honest, that's. I know people can criticize that, but hey, I think that's great. There's a shutdown in place. There's no reason to spend a bunch of extra money. And then number one. Uh, not only did Trump not charge taxpayers or anyone else for that, he paid for his own money. Correct. Right. Oh, he know. bought all of his own money, which is great. And uh, and then he even said he he even said on top of all that, saving taxpayers money or you know and paying for it himself. On top of all that, he said the real reason he did it was because he thinks this is what these guys probably like to eat. Probably. Like, you know what? And I mean, there were guys like there was one guy helping that had carrying out four Big Macs, and he's just like, this is great. Like I, this is awesome. Like. A lot of those guys would rather have oh, an all-you-can-eat, you know, fast food buffet of KFC and you know, especially whatever. when they're out of their season. 
They yeah, can let her go a little bit in the offseason. Especially these old linemen who are 330 pounds and get 100 bucks a weekend for food. You know, all of a sudden, Donald Trump's like, here, have unlimited fast food. Like, help yourself to have four Big Macs if you want. They're like, fuck yeah. Do you, like, would, do you honestly think these guys would rather sit down and be all fancy and cut up their food and stuff? No, give them a, fuck, a bunch of fucking Big Macs. And if Trump's paying for it himself and, and paying uh, saving taxpayer monies, good on them. And I think they were happy. And if they're not, they can shut the fuck up too because uh, they don't deserve anything thing fancy especially when there is a government shutdown i had no problem with that i thought it was fucking great the one question i have real quick mm-hmm. um right thing for the goaltender holtby to uh miss the uh the ceremony at the white house i think if you win as a team you should either show up at the white house as a team or not go up at all i don't like criticizing people for I'm assuming showing their convictions, right. but I I do like the team thing, and I I don't like how political things are. I mean, if you really well, the thing is, I just feel like these these are all it doesn't matter who the president is, it's a real person, and this whole thing where I think what people are doing, and this had probably happened with Obama too, where if it's not your party that you like in office, I think what people are doing is they're, they're not really judging the actual person in there. They're taking all of their fears and things they hate, and they're putting into this fictional character, and then they're putting a, a crappy plastic mask of the president on these fears and hatreds that they have, and they're pretending that that's the person and what they're actually like. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican or who it is in the office. If you get invited to the White House, I think you should go and I think you should. That's an honor and that's a memorable thing. And I have to think that when you're older and not in the moment anymore, you're going to look back and say, you know what? I kind of wish I would have done that. And I mean, everybody seems like the worst thing ever. Like I didn't like George W. Bush at all. But I mean, when you look back at him now, now he just you don't I don't know. You just look back at him as this like cuddly old man kind of thing. It's like, oh, whatever. It's, you know, if, if you, I mean, some people would have been affected by him a lot if they were ordered to war and stuff like that. But other than that, I have to think you look back and you're like, oh, it's whatever now. But in the moment, he seemed like, you know, Satan to a lot of people. And I, I think that this is just something that Braden Holtby might look back on and, and think he might have been a bit silly at the time and uh, I don't care who it is even if the president was somebody I hated like let's put it this way let's say I was getting to go to any of the three levels of government which are as bad as possible and I can't stand all three people I can't stand Nenshi I can't stand Notley and I can't stand Trudeau if any of the three offered uh, to bring me a team of stuff they were honoring unscripted Mike and Chris's podcast of the year okay great I would still go. Oh, I would too. I would still go. I would really not want to call Nenshi your worship, and I would really uh, not do that uh, under any circumstances. But other than that, I would go and I would take the honor and and say thank you very much. And, uh, you know, these people don't need to know that I can't stand them. I'd be like, oh, I I can shake their hand and be like, thank you for the honor. Appreciate it. And uh, I I could take anything that someone thought I was deserved uh, in award. I don't think that this whole passive aggressive i'm not going to show up because i don't like uh that's honestly childish and i'm way past that at this point and i I think that was a silly decision what do you think about what he's doing there? i agree i don't need to add anything to that i am not a trump fan i am not uh really a, a fan of any government right now but 
this might be the only time that the Washington Capitals win a Stanley Cup championship. They've been in existence since the early 70s, 44 years, and they've won one. So who knows if they get back. And uh, again, echoing all of your comments, I think that that will be when he's older and sitting by his lake somewhere in, in the shoe swap when he's older, um, he's going to, I think, reflect back that he missed an opportunity, regardless of what you, but, you know, that is something that they enjoyed as a team, uh, doing something that hadn't been done in 44 years of Capitals hockey. I think he should have seen it all the way through, bit his tongue a little bit, and, uh, uh, you know, and joined his teammates in a celebratory kind of thing. Yeah, I, like, honestly, even with how I can't stand our three levels of government, I wouldn't even really... I, I just wouldn't think of it like that. Like, I wouldn't think to like, oh, well, I really want to, you know, have this once in a lifetime experience and especially share it with all these, you know, my comrades. But uh, I'm not going to because of how I feel about the person in charge of that level. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's you going or not going does not you going does not endorse right. the person. It doesn't. Like, how does that endorse the person? And how does how you stepping away, what does that do? Is that is that like, oh, now he's going to feel sad and he's just going to resign the president? Like, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's childish. And frankly, I think it's narcissistic. And I think it's, uh, you know, all of us, even people that aren't celebrities, never mind ones that are, everyone who has a Twitter account thinks that their words mean so much and their opinion is so important and uh, everything they do is so momentous. And it really, it's not. I'm sorry, Braden Holtby. You're a great goaltender, but what you have, what you think about American politics, you're not even American. You're from Lloydminster. Like you know, like what what you think about American politics doesn't matter at all. And that's great if you need that for yourself to feel to feel that you can look yourself in the mirror. But what you, whether you go or not, it's if you go, it's not an endorsement, man. So I think you probably should have gone, and you'll probably regret it later. We've got a run on this uh, Freeform Friday edition of Unscripted, uh, episode number 333 of our little program starring uh, Mike and Chris. We thank you for a great week of shows. Hope you enjoyed it and hope next week is even better. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.